Hey, what's up to all my expecting fathers, wannabe fathers, wanna be a better father? How you guys doing? I, <laughs> I always ask this question as if somebody's gonna say something back. But anyway, I, I, I've been wanting to do this for a while. I just wanted to make sure that I was fully committed to the things that I wanted to speak on my overall viewpoint of being a father. You see, when I found out that my child's mother was pregnant, man, I I I begged, man. I just I was begging for her to not get an abortion cuz she was strongly considering it. And I don't I can't blame her be, because at the time I didn't have a job. I had no money. And even at that point, it had been uh, about six years since I had an actual nine to five. Now, I know I know some of you may be thinking from hearing that that I was just, you know, lazy and what have you. I mean, I don't really care what you think, but you may be thinking those things. And I just want to let you all know that, man, I was experiencing crippling depression and anxiety for a long ass time, man. And was just suicidal for a long ass time and I found myself pretty much handcuffed to my grandma's basement to a room in my grandmother's basement man didn't re didn't really care too much for life didn't have too much lust for life so when I found out that I did have a life coming into this world man it it was like a new lease for me it was it was an opportunity to expand to become more to live out a greater uh, purpose of sorts because um, I, I, I was quite tired uh, at, at the time and in and, and that year uh, in particular man I was looking to change I, I had hair as you see in my profile pic right now um, I you know I had you know I had hair I, I cut it off in an attempt to try to get a job <laughs> but I didn't know that I was this was before I even knew that uh that she was expecting it was it was months before she she even got pregnant um and uh so the so the moment I did find out she got pregnant and I begged her and I just tried everything I could to get me a job and um I I lucked up and got me an apprenticeship uh, uh within the carpentry I'm no longer doing that but man it really it really put me in the game it really helped me out it really helped seal the deal with the fact that I was uh, that I was going to be a father, man, and uh, it it was not a, an easy journey, but I, I'm so glad that it did happen because I mean, who knows where I would be, you know, had had uh, that we had we not had this little girl. Um, so I just want to talk about the bad, the good, uh, because I was very ill prepared. Also, because it it slipped my mind. I I grew up without a father because. He was murdered when he was 17. He was 17. When I was born, he was probably about 15. Um, so I, I'm 28 now. I outlived my father and pretty much went 26 years or so uh, without, without having a father. And uh, the opportunity to be a father was just like surreal. I just, you, you couldn't imagine things like that. Even to this day, even right now, it does not feel real 
you know. But uh, so I, she was born prematurely. My child's mom, she had preeclampsia. You know, look, looking back at it, looking at the pictures, I'm surprised I didn't know, man. She looked very sick. And um, so we were about at the 33-week mark, almost, when she was sent to the hospital uh, because uh, somebody at, at the birthing center, she was supposed to have a natural birth that was like, man, you need to go to the hospital right now. You do not look good. Um, so she went to the hospital and uh you know I, I went there after work it just so happened that in construction you, you're all over the place so where i was at the particular at that particular time it it taken me quite a while to get there after work and then you have to deal with rush hour coming back and anything and all that stuff but anyway so i get there and long story short they, they tell us or they tell her that they're going to try to get get us to the the 34 uh 34 week mark so um our, our daughter's lungs would be fully developed if the preeclampsia was not that bad and um they would have induced labor on that day on that friday and then she would have been born the next day which was my birthday which would have been my birthday so we would have had the same birthday but it was so bad that you know i i, I left and i wanted to get some rest because i was tired from working construction and I just wanted to relax, so I I left. I wasn't even home for 15 minutes, man. Uh, <laughs> I was probably masturbating, all types of stuff. That's what I think I was doing. I was masturbating, and right when I was finished, I get a phone call, and she says, "Hey, the, we're going to induce labor today. The baby's going to be here tomorrow." <laughs> um. So. Uh. That happens, uh, so they, they like they induce labor. Uh, her her mom and sister come to the hospital, and uh, I leave, thinking that I'm gonna go to work the next day because it was supposed to be a Friday. Figure I finished that out, um, but I didn't get any sleep, so I end up staying. Okay, so the baby's born. Damn, I didn't even mean to give you the whole list, but yeah, okay. So the baby's born prematurely, almost. I think she's almost four pounds or so. It's a, it's a surreal experience. Uh, one of the things I remember is one of the nurses. I mean, the hospital room. I mean, it was packed, man. It had to be like, at least at least ten, but I think like damn near fifteen. Uh, uh, workers from the hospital in there. All all the personnel, man. I, I couldn't tell who was the doctor, who was the nurse, whatever. But I just remember one of the nurses saying, "Okay, let's have a baby." You know, after. All of these, um, like false flags or so. When Mariah think the baby's coming out, it feels it feels like it is, and some of the one of the nurses is telling her that it isn't, but her body is telling her that it is. Uh, so the baby's born. I'm supposed to cut the cord. I'm kind of ambitious, and but I'm also just like stuck, you know. So that's established. Then the baby comes out, so I'm like, okay, is, am I going to get the cut the cord or? And then they just started <laughs> yelling out some hospital jargon. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but apparently the baby wasn't breathing. So they hurry up and cut the cord. They wouldn't let me do it. Then they took her over to, I don't know, not, not necessarily an incubator, but I took her to the other side of the room, and they put her inside this 
like the clear bed of sorts. I don't even know what it's called on the fly. But they put her over there. I can't see. It's just like a whole sea of people. There's like, they say the baby's not breathing. And, and I just, phew, the tears just start shooting down. Because I'm just like, I don't, it's just so much happening at once. And I'm just like, I can't see the baby. There's a lot of talking, going back and forth, and a lot of emotion. I'm just like, I'm over here right beside my child's mom. And then throughout all that noise, I hear some little crying. It's like, oh, God. And so this, it's just like, very shortly after that, it's like the sea parts. And it's like, go see your baby. Go see your baby. You know, um, her, her mother, um, my child's mother's mom. Um, her name's Mariah, so that's Mariah's mom. So, you know, go see your baby. So I'm, I'm going over there, and the first thing I just look at it, I'm just like, well, does she look like me? Or and the first one of the first thing I notice is that she has fucking sideburns. She has sideburns. She has a lot head full of hair, hair, and um, uh, uh I noticed she has my ears. She has my eyebrows. I, I think so. I was like, wow, this. This is my little thing, and I'm so caught up in everything, like everything around, nothing, nothing around me is existing. Like it was at one point, like <laughs> they were like, "Is, is this the, is this the father?" And I hear another person say, "Yeah," and they just slap a band on me, and I'm just like, it was almost like I, they could have made me do anything, because my, it's like my soul was just take, I was just so captured, so enamored by the moment that. I really didn't, I really didn't know what to do, it's just like, god damn, but anyway, fast forward, because she was in the NICU for a while, I want to speak more on my experience, but I just feel like I had to tell that story, um, it, it was, it was tough, uh, because, uh, oftentimes I had to wake up at like four in the morning, I'd be lucky if I had to wake up at five in the morning, and the baby would wake me up at three in the morning, man, that was tough, especially when you got to wake up and you got to work a job that's just very tough on the body. And you already don't want to go. You're already uninspired. You know, you fell out of love with the job. I didn't really, I never really loved it. But it, I just felt good knowing that I could take care of my daughter, you know. And so, you, you get a lot of pride when you buy into that concept. Like, okay, I get to take care of my child, man. You can't nobody t- tell me anything. All right, this this is what matters. And, um, so that, that was very tough to deal with my child's mom having PPD, which is something that you should probably expect even out of the women who are in the, in better situations. You never know how that's going to affect them. Looking back, I wish I was more kind and more understanding, but it was my first child and I just grew up with people just testing me all the time for whatever reason and it was it was just tough to deal with because it was so close it was so close to home and this is somebody that was my friend for a long time and you know we um uh we very much vulnerable around each other we know everything about each other it it was it was tough to deal with it was tough to deal with wanting to have some quiet time some quality time and then you still deal with a bunch of just just crying and 
you you know you get woken up in the, you know, wake you up in the middle of the night and you don't know what the problem may be. I mean, after a while, you do catch on, but you just like, oh, but I do not feel like changing her. Please, just go back to sleep. Please, just go back to sleep for it. Let me get an hour, and then she'll cry for like like for example, on the days I had to wake up at four in the morning, she'll wake up at three in the morning, and I'll try that whole hour trying. I spend that whole hour trying to get back to sleep. She'll cry that whole hour. Okay, like nothing will put her to sleep. You know, uh, I, you know, you try feeding her and that won't work. Sometimes you try changing her and that won't work. Sometimes it just it was it was tough. Now you do you do learn. These days it's better, but it's still pretty tough. She's one years old. Uh, she turned one late April, April twenty seventh. Uh, so it, it it's still tough at times. But um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just thinking about just thinking about certain things. But uh, it it was it was it was definitely tough, man. There have been times where like I was so tired that I had a lot of regret, a lot of resentment, just like, why, man, you were not, you were not ready, why'd you try to force this thing, and then there's those moments where you just see the joy in her eyes, the innocence, the playfulness, and then you realize, like, you know, that's what you miss, that's what you miss out of life, just the playfulness, to just, to just be, there's a lot you can learn from babies, man, because they are more, nat they are more natural than we are, you know, they follow their instincts. Yeah, they, you know, short-term memory. They ain't worried about this. They ain't worried about that. For whatever reason. Obviously, they aren't as conscious as us. They aren't conscious at all. But we can still learn a, a lot from that. Um, but some of the some of the joys that come from being a father is you know hearing your child say "Daddy," and they know who you are. And you know, those moments during nighttime where they they wake up and they just lay on you. I, I I have pictures from when she was pretty much fresh out of the hospital, and you know she's she I I put her on I put her on my my chest so she can go to sleep. By the time I wake up, her head's still on my chest, but her body isn't. She's like sleeping on her knees and things like that. And like even even now, you know, she she'll cry when I leave at times when I put her down. And uh, but it, but it's starting to get a lot more fun. You know, okay, so she's not exactly walking; she's trying. But you know, she she still she can still stand up and she'll be playful. And I take her to get ice cream. You know, not too much, but I take her to go get some ice cream, and she'll play around. And it makes you feel like you have a greater purpose. Makes you feel like, although at times I, I do feel a bit suicidal and feel like giving up. You know, when I'm around her, but it just, just nothing else matters. And I'm insatiable by nature, man. But I never really feel like I'm a great father. But I, I'm around her every day, and it's like I almost can't. I almost couldn't picture a life where I'm not around my daughter every day, and to me, that's normal. To be around your your child every day, I just that's just a no brainer. But I don't know. I mean, some people are just fine with seeing their child like 
fucking four times out of the month. I don't... And that's not for me. And I understand that I may be taking a bit of a sacrifice as far as my produ- productivity goes. But look, I'll just go harder. I got to have my daughter in my life. It's, it's one of the reasons why I'm still here. You know, I, ha- I just have to be active. Have to do the right thing. This child didn't ask for life. Just like none of us did. But I, look, I, I this is a risk that I took. And I, I've convinced somebody else to take a risk on me and they for as long as they know me I ne- had never had a job and she you know, she took a risk on me and I was just determined that I was going to do the, the best job that I possibly could do so I learned a lot about sacrifice and and being a father you know for a long time I felt bulletproof it's just like there's nothing you can really do to hurt me but now that I have a child I feel a little bit more fragile but that's okay because life is is a is a precious thing and I shouldn't take it for granted. You know? I shouldn't let apathy dictate my course of action and you know what I'm gonna do next in life. Um But uh sorry, I'm just trying to get gather my thoughts because uh <laughs> I, I get all over the place. But as as somebody told me when she was born, it's like it's not all about you anymore, and that's one of the first things that I had to learn is it's a tough reality. It's pro- it's probably going to get tougher. I don't know, but I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna work with my child's mother to the best of my ability. I trust her as far as her ability to be a mother. Um. And I mean that's it. You you have to find you have to find uh, common ground. Um, and you you have to be determined to give them the life that that you never had. Um, so in order to do that, you also you have to change your ways. Now now I had this theory or this notion way before I became a father, and that was just. If you if you want your child to be of a certain stature, of a certain level of genius, and, and things like that, you gotta let them. What 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 you let them walk in on is very important. So if they always walking in on you watching, I don't know if Jerry Springer is a thing, but pick a Jerry Springer, pick a Wendy Williams, pick a show like that, pick a just no value, all gossip and fighting and shit like that. Well, you know that's what you'll deal with. But if your daughter walks in on you, you know, taking a class, reading books, writing books, you know, working on music, the arts and all that, then it's going to have that effect on them. It's going to have a long-lasting impact. So never discredit and never disregard the impact of what you do around your child. You can't hide it from them, man. You can't. They can sense it and they watch everything. They watch everything. You know, so it's more so of a, I would want my child to do as I do, not as I say. Now, of course, not everything that I do, but the things that I don't want her to do, I won't do around her, okay? And I won't, for example, like, I'm, I'm not the best, but I don't, it's never my aim to be disrespectful towards anybody, especially women. So... 
my daughter as well as Mariah's son will never have to experience us fighting. You know, uh, I, I try to keep the arguments away from from the kids because they just don't understand the magnitude of it. And I don't want them to be affected, you know, by just a, 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 such a negative, powerful force as as arguing and yelling at each other, things like that. See, when I when I was a child. Like I said, I didn't have a father, but I watched my stepfather beat the shit out of my mom. And I just knew that I wasn't going to have anything to do with that. I didn't, I, I just had no desire to do that. I always wanted to be the opposite of the negative things that I saw growing up. And I saw a lot of it. I saw a lot of men in my life who could have really been men, but it just turned out to be disappointments. And although... I try not to jump too far ahead in life mentally because this is what we have, this present moment. I, w I want to, when I look into the future, I, I never want for my daughter to be like, man, my father is just a disappointment, man. You know, like, he was never there for me. He was a piece of shit. You know, I hate him. Things like that. So, now, granted, she may fuck around and say that anyway, but if I know I'm doing my best, it'd probably still hurt, but it, it won't hurt as much as the truth would. Um, because I really, I really do try my best, man. I just, with my insatiable nature, I often worry if, if she'll ever appreciate the sacrifices that I made for her. Just because sometimes, you know, when I think about it, some of the biggest, one of the biggest sacrifices that I'm making for her is just being here. And I know that I write the self helps and I do live by them. And I, I know that to some people, I may be a hero and I may offer, you know, a lot of value, but I, I do at times feel like, you know, giving it all up, man, just being done with it and being at peace. I don't know what comes after this. For all I know, God, the creator, whatever, just send me right back. <laughs> and would make it even worse, you just send me back with all the goddamn memories that I have from this life. Now, that, well, that'd be terrible. But anyway, I don't mean to talk a hole through your head, but this is my this is my experience as a father. This is what it's like to to be a father. I want to I want to better myself. Now, every, this isn't the case for every father, but this is this is my situation. I want to better myself. I wanted to be a, a real man. I want I wanted I want to provide. I want to be strong. I want to put my daughter in things that isn't that won't allow for her to stay in the small box that we like to put women in. Okay, so that means that I won't be putting her in cheerleading, Gyna gymnastics maybe. Okay, we can talk gymnastics, but definitely not cheerleading. Okay, like I, I want my daughter to take martial arts and 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 some other sports. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to get her involved with sports in hopes that she'll make it to the league because, I mean, it's just, although I respect women playing sports, it's just kind of a joke in America, man. You can't make no real money off that. And I know it's not all about the money, but I don't want my daughter to have to rely on, rely on any man, okay? Or or anybody. I don't want her to have to, have to rely on me. My goal is to make 
to build a lifestyle in which my daughter can make adult decisions before she's considered an adult. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we can make as parents is to Google Gaga our daughters, our children, all the way until they're 18. Then we just release them. We just throw them out there and let the good times, see what happens. You know, also don't want to be too strict that while Google Google Gaga and them <laughs> that when they turn 18, they just let fucking loose and just lose, just lose it all. Okay. Which is really tough on, on, on women who just want to live and let live. And then you got all these predators taking advantage of them in any form. So that's, uh, that's something tough that I'm trying to deal with right now, even though my daughter's only one years old. But sometimes when I get, I think, too far into the future, I, I understand that these, this may be something that I'm going to have to deal with. And I, it's just my best. I just have to do my best to equip her for the life ahead. Okay, so that's that's best advice that I can give you is just equip your child with things that you know they're going to need in the future. And uh, it's good to take advice from other people, but you have the final say. You have the final say. So I mean, I, that's it. All right, that is it. Okay. So part of being a father is like being the godfather. It's like you either you either follow my rules. This this doesn't go. I'm not talking about the kid exactly. I'm talking about the, any other uh, uh, authoritative figures, any other adults that may be in your child's life or whatever. You say, look, this is how it's going to be. You don't want no fucking problems with me. I'll cut you out. I'll cut you out of my daughter's life, and and, and that'll be it. All right. So don't try to undermine me, all right? I don't care if this is my first child. This is on me, all right? Because I'm going to get the bills, okay? I'm going to get the bills from the dentist, from the doctors, okay? I'm going to get the, the the calls home from the schools, all right? My name is on the dotted line. My name is on the birth certificate. My, You know, this is this is my responsibility, okay? And uh, so that's it, man. This is what it's like. Being a father, I hope I summed it up uh, the best best way I could. I'm on the fly, so please forgive me for kind of stumbling and, and pausing for a while. Um, like and subscribe. I got a new book out. It's going to be free from Thursday the 13th through the following Monday. So check it out. Thanks a lot, my people.